the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week on Voice America. I'm in year three of my program on voiceamerica.com, which is America's Voice. The Internet is, is the best way to go because we have an international audience. And I'm with Voice America because they believe that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can go to my website, raskinresources.com, get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, and as well listen to the archive shows that are on my site. And I just want to say that my real passion, I've been doing this work for 20 years, and my real passion and mission in life is to really share these incredible guests with you. I pollinate through the airwaves like the bumblebee and bring you the honey, the best, so that you can live the kind of life that you want to live. I've had this wonderful guest on before. She's one of the best in, in the business as far as I'm concerned. Her name is Judith Wright. Judith is an internationally recognized speaker, educator, life coach, and seminar leader. She founded the Wright Institute for Lifelong Learning with her husband, Bob, after 20 years of developing innovative education and personal growth programs at university and private levels. A popular media guest, Judith has appeared on many radio and television programs, including Good Morning America. Welcome, Judith. Great to be with you. Thanks. Now let's talk about your two books. Oh, great. Okay. Your first book is Soft Addiction Solutions, How to Have More Time, Money, Intimacy, and Happiness. And then she has a companion workshop, workbook, that's called There Must Be More Than But This, and a companion book of the same name, There Must Be More Than This, Finding More Life, Love, and Meaning by, meaning by Overcoming Your Soft Addictions. Okay, Judith, let's define that. What is a soft addiction? Well, soft addictions are those seemingly harmless habits like overeating, over-shopping, over-gossiping, procrastinating, too much TV, getting lost on the Internet, these normal everyday activities that we so often overdo and don't really realize the cost they have to us. I mean, obviously they take time. And they oftentimes cost money, but they also put us in a bit of a trance. We get cut off from our feelings. They yeah. mute our consciousness. They oftentimes demotivate us. They're actually robbing us from the greater life of meaning and intimacy that we really deserve. You know, there's another one, too, that I have experienced um and that is when you have lost someone significant in your life, whether it's through death or divorce or some other means, or you've lost a job or something that's a great loss to you. Don't you think sometimes people get into that addictive thinking pattern of ruminating it and going to that scene of the crime over and over and over? 
Well, I actually think that's a really good point. You know, one of the things I look at about soft addictions is and one of the key skills is overcoming your stinking thinking. And, and that's a form of stinking thinking when you just repeatedly go back. Oftentimes these are horrible things, and you go yeah. over and over and over again the same thought. It's almost like it, it drives a little rut in your brain. How do you do How do you overcome that one? Because I think that one's difficult. Well, I think that one is difficult, and I've done it myself. So, you know, too, and I found myself, oh, my gosh, there I am caught about that. I think we go back to that thought. I think it has a positive intention. There's some reason we keep going back to it, like, you know, wiggling a loose tooth. But, I yeah. think that, you know, it's trying to tell us something. There's something there that's underneath that. What? And if you can look a little more deeply, there's, you know, there's really a, a deeper feelings that get caught up in that thought. It could be, you know, obviously the pain and the grief, but sometimes it's guilt or resentment or, or the upset. And rather than get deeper into that feeling, we just mm-hmm. keep going back to that thought again and again mm-hmm. and again until we can unlock that. And once you do that, then you can have some other more problems. Yeah, what you're saying is kind of get to the root cause of it all yep, exactly. to unlock it in a sense. Okay. In your book and in your research, what would you say are the most common addictions? You know, it's fascinating. There was a a recent Harris poll, and 91% of Americans admitted to having soft addictions. And I think the other 9% are still in denial because (laughs) you think we all have them, huh, Judith? I've never met anybody that doesn't have them. It's more about, you know, which ones and how big of an impact and what cost do they have on us. But the one that came up most in that poll was procrastination. It was uh, almost half the people admitted to procrastination, and I think people use their soft addictions to procrastinate. So procrastination, um, overeating, and TV were some of the top ones. And now let's let's talk about the addictive piece. So the addictive piece of procrastination or overeating or TV is that you're just doing too much of it and you can't seem to control it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. It's too much, but can't seem to control it. And it's almost, it's reflexive. You know, it's like you have an upset or you're bored or even sometimes you're kind of excited about something. You don't know what to do with that feeling and you just instantly turn on the TV. You instantly grab a cookie. I see. Instantly get on the Internet and Mm -hmm. and try to shop for shoes or something. It's It's almost like a reflex is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, you aren't even thinking about it. Just, just, you just go right to it. That's a little bit more of that. Addictive pattern, and it has kind of a compulsive feel to it. Like I, I gotta, I gotta go, you know, gotta go have that donut. You know, I gotta go yeah. buy that dress. Yeah. It has that kind of feeling as well. And that's part of the addictive process. Mm-hmm. But what you're, what I hear you saying is that once you can identify it and say, yes, this is getting the better of me. It is an addiction in a sense. Then you start taking the step. So let's start with the first step you would take. Well, the first one actually is uh, identifying it. The first step is to identify that you have a soft addiction. And then to go a little bit deeper than that, what's the cost of that to you? And to really tell the deeper truth. Because sometimes what I find is that people can admit that, oh, yeah, I'm you know, too much into sports. Oh, yeah, I buy too many shoes. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand the cost that that really mm-hmm. has to their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So the first one's identifying it, uh, the soft addiction and its cost. And the second thing that's related is really trying to get over your denial and identify this thinking thinking mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it. You know, I've got to do this. It's not so bad. Yeah, uh, what I have found, and, and tell me if this is typical, is that when you get into that addictive thinking or when whatever that thing is that you do that takes over, whether it's, as you said, shopping or watching TV or procrastinating, it's as though you lose some time and efficiency in other things because you've been preoccupied and it stops you. And then you look back and you go and say, Oh, I just lost time. 
Yeah, like where was I? You know, it's like it, it lost time. And I think what you're saying is good is, is part of it too, because people can kind of get that they've lost time. But what you're tapping at too is that your mental state shifts. You know, you're in a fog. You're kind of yeah. in a trance. Yeah. You're not all there. Yeah. You're, you know, you don't yeah. have your problem solving faculty yeah. available. Yeah. You're not creative. You're kind of in a trance. And then sometimes what happens because it's happened to me on a big project. You know, where I spelled someone's name correctly after they gave it to me correctly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You know, little things, but, you know, but there's things that are, you know, that are annoying. Yes, and it is because you don't have all your faculties there. You're just not that conscious when you're under the impact of these things. And we're all doing it, but I don't think we're realizing that it's dumbing us down. You know, it's yes, exactly. We're not all there. Like, no, we're not all home. And that has a big cost. You know, we're out of touch with ourselves, we're out of touch with our feelings, we're not thinking clearly, we're not going to make our best decisions at right. times like that, we can't connect with other people well because we're, we're not all home. So after you've identified this, Judith, yeah. now what's the next step? And you don't like it, you but you're like still it. getting into the rut. What do you right. do next? Okay. So you don't have to do these in order, but all these skills make a huge difference. So that mind, you know, minding your mind, that thinking, thinking, and, and defensiveness and denial, you can get underneath that. But then, you know, there's another skill that's very powerful, and I call it you know, cracking your own code. It's discovering why. You know, why am I doing this? Why do I have to go buy these shoes right now when I wasn't thinking shoes 10 minutes ago. You know, or why, how did I even develop that pattern? So start analyzing it. Yes, and you can get to it. It's really fascinating. This this skill is, you know, it takes some work and, you know, there's exercises and most of the books and things to help people do that. But once you get underneath that, it's really powerful because you start to understand, oh, no wonder I'm doing that. You know, this is what I've learned to do uh, to try to take care of myself. You find out the positive intention underneath there are soft addictions. You know, when you're procrastinating, it's not just that you're bad or lazy. There's something going on. You're scared, perhaps, of that next project, or you don't have all the information that you need, or you need more support, or you start to understand, well, gosh, no wonder I procrastinate. Don't you think a lot of it is based around fear? Because when I trace it back, it's often that I'm afraid of something. Well, I think for, for me, procrastination, I think, is true. You know, I think it's I'm afraid. When I, you know, it's a big project. I'm in a big writing project right now. And boy, do I want to procrastinate. You know, I want to, like, the equivalent of sharpening my pencils. I'd rather, you know, clean the house. I'd rather do anything than sit mm-hmm. down at that blank screen. Mm-hmm. And when I really look at that, I am afraid. You know, am I going to be able to do this? Well, yes. Am I going to be able to yes. express myself? Do I have it in me to do it? And I think that's very common and one of the things that drives a lot of these patterns. Right. Okay. So, what would be the next thing you would do now that you've you've identified you don't like it? Yep. Now you've figured it out. Right. But okay. But now the thinking is still coming, or the habit is still there. Now what's right. next? Well, those are part of it. That beginning awareness helps. Now we got to go into action. We need to do do more about it. One of the uh, skills that really helps is to learn to fulfill your spiritual hungers, your deeper hungers, rather than just your surface wants. And that's a skill, and it's something you can learn to do. It's like like everything you want, like I, you know, want a cookie, I, you know, want to go shopping, I, I want to just spread some gossip or whatever. Underneath those wants is a deeper yearning and a deeper hunger. And if we can start learning to translate that, we can then start to fulfill those deeper hungers. Like, I, you know, maybe I want a big bowl of ice cream, but really I hunger for some comfort. Mm. Well, if I know that, mm-hmm. then I can go get a hug. You know, I can mm-hmm. call my husband. I can call a friend. I can mm-hmm. you know, write an email to someone to make some contact or ask for something. But if you don't know why you want this thing and you don't understand what you're really yearning for, mm-hmm. you can't fill it the right way. Yeah. So identifying yeah. 
your deeper What's hunger the deep, and, yes. um, from your wants is another skill. Right, and usually it's some kind of a quality, like you said. Yeah. You you either you know you either have a deeper hunger or you're just afraid or you're sad or you need comfort or something. Yeah, it's something very that. you know very human. It's very it's mm-hmm. very tender. It's just mm-hmm. the deeper part of ourselves mm-hmm. under there, and we're all. We all have those. The deeper yearnings are just those kinds of things. It's the, mm-hmm. the hunger to, to feel like we matter, the hunger to be loved or to be right. seen or touched right. or to make a difference or mm-hmm. to connect with other people or more intimacy or those kinds of things. And that's so human. That's all of us. you know. But mm-hmm. we haven't designed our lives around those deeper yearnings. We've designed them around these surface wants and mm-hmm. you know, all of our soft addictions, and, and they don't meet those deeper hungers. Right. Exactly. And that's why I think we keep so addicted. You know, we keep going back to those things, hoping, well, maybe that'll do it for me, but it really doesn't. Mm. You Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Judith Wright. She's the author of Soft Addiction Solutions, and also There Must Be More Than This, Finding More Life, Love, and Meaning by Overcoming Your Soft Addictions. She has eight secrets to finding true satisfaction instead of the soft addictions that are seemingly harmless habits but that make us really feel busy. And the addictions can be too much TV, excessive work, impulsive shopping, always online, excess, endless complaining, celebrity gossip, and many others. Folks, you can log on to her website at judithwrightlearning.com. Is that correct, Judith? Judithwright.com. Judithwright.com, W-R-I-G-H-T.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serafin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Mario Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific to Voice America Health and Wellness for Staying Healthy with Dr. Elson Haas. Each week, Dr. Haas will focus on a different health-related topic as well as have on many expert guests that will give you many practical health tips that you can apply to your life. So tune in and improve your health with Dr. Haas and Staying Healthy every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The defendant, 
having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. For many the way it happens. Awful. All right. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin, and we are right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And you hear that enthusiasm, because I was one of the first people on Voice America around three years ago, and I'm still here. And I love Voice America, because they believe that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. And that's why my program, Positive Living, is here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. The number to call is 888-335-5204. My guest is Judith Wright. She is the author of two books, Soft Addiction Solutions and a companion workbook, There Must Be More Than This, Finding More Life, Love, and Meaning by Overcoming Your Soft Addictions. And she says that soft addictions are seemingly harmless habits but they make even busy lives feel empty. And some of these are too much TV, excessive work, impulsive shopping, always online, endless complaining, celebrity gossip, and many more. And in her book, she learned eight secrets to finding true satisfaction instead of leaning on the addictions. Welcome back, Judith. Thanks. All right, so we talked about, you know, really understanding, identifying what this addiction is and getting underneath it finding out, you know, instead of grabbing the cookie or instead of turning the, the TV on or going into the room and thinking, what is it that you really need? Are you afraid? Are you sad? Are you, what is it? Is that, is that kind of where we are? Yes, absolutely. It's really finding out what is that deeper hunger that we have underneath that surface want. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to share a juicy tidbit of gossip, uh, chances are you're really hungering for connection. Uh-huh. And, and if you can find that out about yourself, you can meet that need in a much, much greater and better way. Uh, give advice for people who have had unresolved, whether, you know, in a relationship, whether someone died or, or something or with the job, where you never really got to totally say what you needed to say. So you're ruminating about that. Yes. So what's the deeper? The deeper might be being heard or saying your piece? Well, I think that's true. It's being heard. It's, it's, and sometimes it's being angry, even if, you know, if someone dies or, or it, it does, you don't feel like you're entitled to that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. there's other feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, loss is a very difficult thing. It's really hard to come to grips with. There's a there's a surface of how your days are impacted by it. You know, mm-hmm. your routines are different. There's a loss of what was. There's a loss of what could could have been. Yeah. You know, the loss of the yeah. dreams. There's a lot yeah. to, to yeah. let go in that process. Yeah. And oftentimes yeah. we don't understand how deep and, and powerful it is. And we need a lot of extra care, I think, in those times because there's a lot of, um, you know, it's tender. It's very tender. We need a lot of support. But part of it is to really let ourselves get to the feelings underneath that and, you know, cry those tears and 
shake with the rage or the anger. Mm-hmm. And, and other things, what about writing it out? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think it's a really good idea. Sometimes what I have people do is just literally write it out. Or write it as if it's, you're writing a letter yeah. to the person. And don't censor it. You know, you don't have to send it that way, but you you don't have to send it at all, depending on what the situation is. But the important part is you write it, is if you could express everything. And if your pen rips the paper, so be it. You know, if your tears are pouring on us, then let that happen. But to let all of that just... Just uncensored, total stream of consciousness and get all of that expressed. Mm-hmm. That can help unlock that ruminating that, that happens. And, and sometimes what's underneath that is really the fear. Just the fear, now you're alone, or what's your future going to be like? It's really being scared, don't you think? I think so. I think it's being just really frightened. And if we can keep ruminating on the past and and just keep coming back to that familiar thought, we don't have to step into the future. Mm -hmm. We don't have to step into this present moment. You know, we can just keep going back where, even though it's upsetting, that's familiar. What's not known to us and fear of the unknown is one of the biggest fears. You know, who am I going to be now? How do I go about my days? What am I about? How do I define myself? So, so let's move into that next piece, which is the vision. The yeah. vision of living, of, of the future. And I think that's really important because without visioning that future, there's no reason to step into it. You know, it's almost a way to draw you towards something more positive. So developing a vision is one of the eight key skills for that reason because a lot of times some of us know something's wrong or we shouldn't be doing so much of this, but we don't know what to do instead, you know, or we're just trying to quit something because it's bad for us. Well, that's not compelling enough, you know, for us. What so if you look at this, let's look at maybe uh, if you're overeating or over snacking and you want to mm-hmm. lose weight, what usually people focus on is, i got to lose 10 pounds, i got to lose 30 pounds. And that's, a, that's not a very inspiring thought, you know, but if you can vision what your life will be, if you can vision just even around your body. You know, I want to feel flexible. I want to feel light. I want to feel sensuous. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel strong. You know, just some way to picture what is that that you're headed toward. That vision actually can be much more powerful when you're, you know, trying to go grab that extra donut. You yeah. Oh no, I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. No, wait a minute. I want to feel yummy in my body, and that's not going to do it. It gives you a reason to let that go. Mm-hmm. The Jesus, let me just ask you this: Do you think that people with these soft addictions should seek therapy? Well, they can, if it's at a point where it's really overwhelming their lives and they're having trouble functioning, yes, I think so. The thing about soft addictions is that it's not necessarily a clinical uh, issue. For some people, of course, it can be. But for many of us, it's, it's, this is so common. It's so much almost every single person's experience. Actually, every person I've ever met has soft addictions. So if there's something about just becoming more aware of it, and you can learn these skills and start to shift these patterns. And it's something you can do. On your own, you can do it with these skills. I think support's always a good thing. I would never dissuade someone from seeking that. And if it's at a really, you know, a, a level where it's really impeding your life and you just can't seem to do it, then please do. You know, I think people reaching out for therapy and professional help is important at that point. Okay. All right. Well, let's um, let's go in again. You, you talked about the developing the vision for more, but now you have something about math. Yeah, it's adding more activities that are nourishing to subtract your soft addiction. Yeah, that one's it's very important because once you kind of you know, see a vision of what you want in your life, you're aware of what it is you're really yearning for underneath, you can use the math of more to, to shift those things. The math of more, again, is adding something that's more inspiring or more nourishing so that you naturally subtract your soft addictions. And mm-hmm. so the math by, that actually multiplies your satisfaction in life. Because too often when we go to change a pattern, we just try to go cold turkey or just get rid of something. 
And we don't think about really what is it we need to add to our lives. Mm-hmm. And what I found, that's why. This, Give an example to you. Okay. I mean, this is what I did for myself, and then I realized now, so, oh, my gosh, this really works. It's, rather than just getting rid of a bad habit, it's actually the elements of developing a phenomenal life and a lifestyle so that there's not so much room for those bad habits. Mm-hmm. For me, I was overweight. I was, you know, fat. I was overweight. I was overworking. I was biting my nails. I was hanging out at shopping malls. I was a mall rat. I was reading uh, obsessively. I just had a lot of these things that I finally realized were taking away from the value of my life. And it felt overwhelming to try to attack all of them. You know, it's a lot of habits. But mm-hmm. what I did do is I started looking at some of using these key skills. What is it I was really missing? What was I really And what was it before? You know, it was deeper contact is, is with myself and with other people. I was skating on the surface. You know, and I get together with my friends, but I never would really talk fully about what was really going on and how mm-hmm. I really felt. So there was kind of an emptiness there, and I wasn't being really deeply in my feelings. And, I, and there was a spiritual yearning that I had for having a sense of, something, uh, being connected to something bigger than myself or mattering. There was, you know, those kind of yearnings were some of the ones I uncovered with these skills. So then I started adding things into my life that met those more fully. Like, for example? I did everything from, um, you know, taking bike rides and going into nature more, um, taking Mm -hmm. more risks in a conversation with my friends and saying more deeply what was on my heart, Mm -hmm. listening to inspirational music, you know, Mm -hmm. reading just wonderful, wonderful books, going to great lectures and and uh, events, going feeding to your soul in a sense. Feeding my soul. And as I did that, you know, all of a sudden I looked around and, whoa, I've got a great lifestyle. And I started looking and said, wait, I'm not eating so much anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. watching all that TV. I'm not even biting my nails. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I realized. The meter inner need was being yeah. met more. Yeah. And it made it so much more of a nourishing process than just like, oh, I'm bad. I have to stop this bad habit. Because what would happen for me and happen for a lot of people is you get rid of one habit, but if you don't unlock it at the core or do these other things, another bad habit just takes its place. You you stop smoking, then you're eating more. You get off shopping, and then you find yourself watching a lot of TV or whatever. So if you don't process, you basically do the same thing. It's it's almost like after you've been in a relationship, and instead of processing, you just pick the next one. So you're repeating it again. It's just a different in a different form. It's totally true. And then you look back, you've got this long chain of similar issues, and you you want to blame the people you're dating or whatever. And you go, wait a minute, I'm the common denominator. Yeah, I never unlocked it. I never understood. I never figured out what it is I really needed. But that brings up another point, though. You have to be willing to take that risk to look at yourself. And there are people that do not want to look at themselves. Well, they don't want to go back and say, excuse me, I was wrong, or excuse me, I need to change. Oh, it's, it's listen, and I can understand that. I don't love being wrong myself, and I don't love admitting it, you know, either. At the same time, uh, there's no other way to grow. You know, if we can't have truth, and we can't look at ourselves more fully, and if we can't look at our blind spots, um, but we can't really have the life that we're supposed to be mm-hmm. living. And I, I know what you're saying it's true. Most people, you know, want to hide from that. It's 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 painful. It's hard to see. Yes, it is. And it's embarrassing sometimes yes, it is. You know, when I see some of those things. And I have a lot of compassion for that for other people because I know what it's it, like. And I've had people say to me, you're doing so well. And I'm saying, I'm doing so well. I feel awful. I but I'm feeling the feelings. Yeah. And eventually, like you said, it, it just works because yeah, it you, you get it. It really does. And that's why yeah, you don't say these are like, you know, easy steps. They're skills. Mm-hmm. They're life skills. And as you learn them, not only do you overcome 
those bad habits, but you start becoming more real, more authentic, you're, you're uh, more mm-hmm. at peace with yourself, you're not hiding from yourself. That's so true. That's so you're not, you're not saying what you super mean but really don't mean. Yes, yeah. You, you know, and you, you kind of couch it and you say it just right. Right, you're so And you're starting, you're starting to change that and that makes a difference. Well, it is. You feel it's not, it, you're not manipulating and controlling your mm-hmm. universe so much mm-hmm. and trying to oh, mm-hmm. say this, you'll feel this. Or, oh, exactly, exactly. exactly. And a lot of us can do that, particularly oh those of us with good communication skills, right, Judith? That's true. Well, people, <laughs> people pleasing is a soft addiction too, you know? Yes. Very. All right. Let's know. talk about that next. Okay. We are talking to Judith Wright, who is the author of two books, Soft Addictions, and also There Must Be More Than This, Finding More Love, Life and Meaning by Overcoming Your Soft Addictions. And she talks about eight secrets to finding true satisfaction, and many of the addictions include TV, excessive work, too much shopping, celebrity gossip, complaining, all sorts of things. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. 888-335-5204 is the number to call us right after the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Stay on top of the latest developments which may affect your physical, emotional, and spiritual condition with Update on Health with Dr. Peter C. Tan every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Learn how some simple measures can reduce your chance of getting cancer by as much as 70%. Find out what you can do to combat obesity, diabetes type 2, high cholesterol, and more. It's all about vitality, fitness, endurance, and longevity. Listen to Update on Health every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. 
heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time, as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Always remember to tune in to VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, for some wonderful programming that inspires and uplifts you and helps you in many areas of your life, as well as this show, Positive Living, that is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Uh, you can also log on to my website, which is raskinresources.com, and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and you can also listen to the archive shows on my site. My guest is Judith Wright. She's the author of Soft Addiction Solutions and the companion workbook, There Must Be More Than This. Soft addictions are the seemingly harmless habits that make even busy people's lives feel empty. And in her book, she shows you how to find more life, love, and meaning by overcoming your soft addictions and has eight secrets to find satisfaction. And these addictions include too much TV, excessive work, impulsive shopping, always online, endless complaining, celebrity gossip, and many, many others. Welcome back, Judith. Great, thanks. All right, let's talk about um, developing that support and accountability. Well, I think that's a critical skill because you can learn all these other skills, but it's difficult to keep living them and doing the work that you need to do and to, to keep on your path without support and accountability. In fact, I think it's one of the, the most important skills because what happens is we all kind of know what it is we need to do at, at one level. We know we need to do less of the things that are bad for us and more of the things that are good for us. And, and, and we don't always know why, but the support helps with all these skills. It helps you to be able to look at yourself. It helps you to be able to unlock why you're doing these things. You can talk to other people. It helps to be encouraged when you're, you know, falling off and say, oh, boy, I ate this chocolate Sunday yesterday and I meant to be dieting and to have somebody, you know, give you some compassion but also help you get back on, you know, just get back on it today. And without that, it's really difficult. And I also think the accountability, I mean, I, especially let's say procrastination is it such a big soft addiction. And I, I, you know, I'm certainly prone to that myself. So I've set except for myself where I tell people what I'm working on. I let them know when, when I want to have it yeah. done by. I yeah. set I goals. And, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, I have them check in on it. So, you for, so you, you're actually forcing it. Yep, I do. Right. You know, we do that a lot at, at the Right Institute. Mm-hmm. Like we um, have a goals group where people yeah. commit to what they're going to do, check in at the group the next time, and, you know, if they've done it or not. And it's you know, one of the things that I will do is I, I will tend to get messy, and so I invite people over. Because if I invite somebody over, the, how everything gets cleaned to spotlessness. That is so great. That's really you know, good. That's, that's what I do. Well, the table gets cluttered, and I can't stand it. And I keep looking at it. Look, then I invite someone over. I think that's so smart. I think it's really good to have that. Because if you don't have it, there's no real reason to make yeah. these things shift. Yeah. I think with other people yeah. that understand. I mean, we just set up all kinds of people. We have buddies for people. We have these goals group. We have all kinds of support groups that people don't have to support themselves or don't know how to use it well so that we can teach. Okay, but here, here's something I'd like you to address, and that is when a person has a soft addiction, no matter what it is, and they're trying to break it, yeah. and they talk to the wrong person who says, 
Look, just snap out of it. Stop watching television. Are you still thinking about that? You know, you haven't gotten over it yet? Come on. I'm just giving you the other side because no, I've seen it happens. happen. Yeah, it does. It happens a lot. There's a lot, you know, most times. Because, it's, listen, everybody's caught in soft addictions themselves, and they oftentimes are not in touch with their own feelings about it. They're caught. They're threatened by you making those changes. They, you know, they don't have that soft addiction. They have another one, so they think you're a jerk because you're into that. But, you know, yeah. look, they've got something else. But it really is being able to stand up for yourself and get other kinds of support that helps you counter that. It's like, yeah, this was so easy for me to snap out of it. I guarantee you I would have snapped out of it, you know. <laughs> I would have already done it. There's, you know, there's work I need to do and there's skills and I need your support. I need your compassion and I need your accountability. I don't. I already feel bad enough about it. I don't need you making me feel worse about it. But, you know, it's not always easy to talk that way with people. And that, again, but if you can, don't you think that would be a great thing because oh. that's part of the healing process? It is part of it. And people that do that, it is a huge relief for them to do that, to be able to just tell that straight truth and let people know what they need and what they want. And just okay, so here, Judith, here, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you the hard questions. That's good. All right. So we've got somebody that all of a sudden clicks into this addiction, no matter, no matter what it is. All of a sudden they've been upset and they're on the Internet or they're, you know, whatever they're doing that's compulsive. And they feel themselves slipping. You know, they, they, and they're able to say, uh-oh, and they, they're starting to get into that swirl or that loop where they can't get out. Right. What would you say to them at that moment? Well, that's, that's a good question because, well, at that moment, if they're, if they're aware enough, which is what you're saying, they're watching yes. it happen. And yes. It's happening, you know, that's, that's actually a good sign. If you can even admit it or watch it, even if you're still in the grip of it, that's good because you're a little more conscious. That's a good yes. sign and everything you can do with that. So more what I would do, like, is I would just, if, I, if I'm with them, you know, if I can even watch it or have a conversation with them, I can just kind of freeze frame it for a moment. Wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, what is it that you're hoping this will do for you. I won't make them try to stop it. I won't try to, like, change it. Just have them start looking at it. Like, what, what, a couple things. What triggers it? What feeling are you having right before mm-hmm. you do that? And what are you hoping that you'll get away from there? What are you hoping you'll get from doing that activity? And you have them go ahead and do that. And then see, did you get that? Did it really do it? Chances are it didn't. I mean, it numbs you for a bit. And then start looking at trying to plan, okay, what else could we do instead? Not trying to even nip it while you're in it, but add some other things to your life so you won't be quite so likely to slip into it. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, just and also some, you know, what we work with is just doing some little tiny goal setting. You know, so great, go ahead and do that. Whatever that's so you're going to the internet, but instead of two hours, you only that you limit yourself in an hour and a half. Don't try to get rid of it. Just try to minimize it a bit. Any shift you make, you know, great. Have that. Have those donuts, but have instead of three donuts this time, have two. Yeah. But not trying to like make it all go away. Yeah. But try to put a little more consciousness on it so you can curb it a bit. And over time, that keeps that keeps increasing, and and you really can shift the pattern. Mm. So the awareness is really key, Judith, isn't it? It's really key. This is really about consciousness and being more aware and you know, being and knowing more what's going on with you and mm-hmm. what your motivations are. It's just you know, mm-hmm. it's a little more abstract to talk about, but it's the most it's the most powerful part of this. It's that otherwise we're living kind of mindlessly. You know, mm-hmm. we're in these ruts and routines, just going from thing to the next. Yeah. We don't know why we're doing what we're yeah. doing. We've added ourselves for doing stuff. Hey, let me ask you this. You've been on many top-ranked TV programs, the Today Show, Good Morning America. I mean, the list goes on. 
What would you say is the most common question that you get, either from an interviewer or from a guest or from someone who's called in? You know, it's interesting because people um, oftentimes, and this, this is what's interesting with some of the interviewers, is even when the cameras are off, it's when people ask me, they tell me, interviewers often tell me what their soft addictions are, but then they say, you know, what do you do instead? You know, what do you do? You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like not, kind of maybe what we were talking about earlier, not knowing what to do instead, not being mm-hmm. able to go into the future. Like, I know this. This is familiar mm-hmm. to me. Like, it's, it's kind of those fears. Like, what would I do instead? Who would I be? How would I fill my time? How would mm-hmm. I nourish? Because you're almost like you're comfortable with it in a yeah, sense, aren't totally you? totally familiar. Totally familiar. Very, very comfortable. It almost becomes like a friend, you know, in, in a way. Like this, this Yeah, you know, and that's, that's very true. And, and I think, as you said, you have to get to the point where you don't like that anymore. Yeah. You just don't like it. Well, that you deserve better, you know. I mean, I think part of it, people are, we get in scarcity. Like, we're so afraid we won't. People, it, look, we're going to these, these patterns. We're buying that new dress, eating too much or whatever because there's something that we want. We're already feeling kind of deprived in our lives, you know. We're, we know we're, we need some comfort. We want some, some ways to kind of get away from the stresses of our day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's appropriate. Jeez, you know, we're all got strong feelings. We all have you know, upsets and things we have to deal with. So mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, understandable that we'd want to tend to ourselves. So what happens if people start thinking about, if I had to give up these soft addictions, how would I cope? You know, what would I do? And I think people don't know how to really nourish themselves. You don't, this isn't about becoming some sort of aesthetic and never having fun or having yummy things around. Right. It's actually better. You know, you get real comfort, more friendships. You're, you're going out more. You know, Judith, that brings up a whole other point, and that is sort of in our culture, the way that we overkill something. Too much food, too much sex, yes. too much TV. Whereas if you, if you look at everything in moderation, it can be the most wonderful thing, but if you overload yourself, it, too much of anything isn't good. No, it's really true. I mean, that's what happens with soft addictions. You can be start adding some good things into your life, but if you overdo those, I mean, people tell me that they got addicted to volunteering, you know, got addicted to gardening, got, you know, softly mm-hmm. addicted to things that sound really wonderful, and they are, unless that becomes too big of a part of your life. So I think moderation is a part of it, but even that's not enough, because if you just try to control it, you're still feeling deprived. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like we have to get at, like, wait, what is it that you're really, you know, hungry for? What are you really yearning for? What are you hoping that gardening will give to you? You know, and, and then finding a lot of different ways to add that into your life. This is about being more nourished, having a richer life, and feeling mm-hmm. entitled to it. Because if we don't give ourselves great breaks and good recreation and mm-hmm. good restoration, we sneak it in by, you know, eating too much or, you know, sneaking in and buying something. We don't, we procrastinating instead of proclaiming, you know, I, I really do deserve a break today and taking a really good one mm-hmm. and adding that into our lives. It actually ends up making us more relaxed, more alert, more conscious. We're more present to ourselves and we're having a much greater lifestyle. We're way more productive when we do that. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Judith Wright. She's the author of Soft Addiction Solutions and the workbook and book, There Must Be More Than This, and that's Finding More Life, Love, and Meaning by Overcoming Your Soft Addictions. And Judith Wright is an internationally recognized speaker, educator, life coach, and seminar leader. She's been on many radio and TV programs nationally. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's Dr. Peter Terms. I am America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How does the idea of adding 20 years to your life appeal to you? Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for the Liquid Love Show with Louie Rock. The Liquid Love Show is about micromanaging your physical body so that you can activate all of your 68 trillion cells. On the show, you will discover the secrets of cellular renewal that bring about fully satisfying physical, mental, emotional, and sexual life, as well as teach you why people in China are living to be 100-plus years without any degenerate diseases. Once again, that's The Liquid Love Show with Louis Moss, every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And I say that with great pride. I've been on the air three years with Voice America. They started around four years ago, maybe a little bit before that, and I was one of the first people on, and I'll tell you why. I've been doing radio for years. I have a local show where I live that's been on the air now eight years, and the reason I chose Voice America is that I wanted a national presence because I feel that it is so important to get the word out about positive living and to make your life work and make your decisions be the ones that you really want them to be underneath all of the stuff that goes on in your life. And so I've chosen this, and Voice America has gotten bigger and better. There are other affiliates. There's Voice America Health. There's Business America Radio. And they're all part of, of the Internet Radio and part of Voice America. So do listen to many of the shows and certainly tune into this one, Positive Living, that's on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can still call in at 888-335-5204. My guest is Judith Wright. She's the author of Soft Addiction Solutions, and there must be more than this. Learn the eight secrets to finding true satisfaction. 
There are many self-addictions we have, including too much TV, excessive work, impulsive shopping, always online, endless complaining, celebrity gossip, many, many more. Judith Wright is an internationally recognized speaker, educator, life coach, and seminar leader. She founded the Wright Institute for Lifelong Learning in Chicago with her husband, Bob, after 20 years of developing innovative education and personal growth programs at university and private levels. She's a popular media guest. She's appeared on many radio and TV programs, including Good Morning America and many others. Welcome back, Judith. Okay, let's talk about one of the eight steps that you talk about is really getting that life of more, developing your vision. And I think for many people who go through the soft addiction or they get fearful or scared, they want that dream, they want more, but down deep there's a little voice saying, eh, you're not going to get it. Yeah, I think you're, you're talking to the, the biggest issue there probably is, you know, in, in my work and my coaching and consulting, and that's that right? Is one of the biggest issues we feel like we have is that people don't want enough. They wish for it, you know, they, they would like to have it, but they don't really want enough out of what you're saying, like, oh, I've got too much already, or I don't deserve it, or I don't have what it takes, or this is for special people, or whatever, that people don't really realize how much is really available in life, and you settle. You settle in relationships, you settle for different things in lifestyles, you you compensate in different ways, and it doesn't have to be that way. And I thought that myself. I didn't fully know what was possible, and I'm continually astounded to see, you know, what is possible. Like, I didn't I didn't know that I could have what I have in my life right now. I didn't even know it was possible much less, you know, I didn't have a lot of models around. To mm-hmm. see. Like, right. you know, I had a relationship and I was, an early relationship and I was having some careers, you know, actually pretty good career success, mm-hmm. but I was still pretty miserable in many ways. It wasn't a yeah. great relationship. I wasn't, uh, Don't you, know, you I think, though, Judith, a lot of us settle because yes. we really, um, we're not really sure we can get the dream. No, and so we do settle. We think this is probably the best that I can do, and we stop going for what we really can have. And what I've found is that part of it, and part of it, we numb that yearning with these soft addictions. We kind of, you know, instead of going for something and we don't feel quite satisfied, we just kind of try to forget it for a while. Rather than putting that time and energy and resources into having the most intimate relationship we possibly can, doing the best job we possibly can at at work, you know, having a, a great spiritual life, having our creativity come forth. And mm-hmm. what I find is that people don't really realize, you know, that, oh, my gosh, there's just so much more. That, Like, as I've been learning these skills, and now I've taught it to thousands and thousands of people, and I can see it everywhere around me. People have literally more time. They have more money. They're more right. conscious. They're more clear. And they make better choices. They make better choices. Their relationships are more intimate. So, so, so let's go back. Um, to get this, don't you think one of the main things is to find the support around you and people who believe in you? I think it's really, really good. Uh, but also taking a risk. Yep. You know, maybe you've been rejected 400 times. Yep. you got to do the 400 first. It's really true. We even set up content. Some of the support we do with people is, you know, that part of have this big community of people that are working on these things. Is we'll even have concepts like who got rejected the most. That lets you know that you took a lot of risk. You know, you mm-hmm. you actually tried, and, and that you you weren't just sitting there, you know, waiting for something to happen. But that it is reaching. There are people out there. They, I've met so so many people that are just magnificent. They they really they're willing to do they take these risks themselves. They're willing to reach out and support other people to do that. And that's why we have just 
that's why we have all these more buddies, we call more buddies, and these mm-hmm. more groups where people mm-hmm. support each other and mm-hmm. getting more and learning the skills to do that. And if somebody doesn't have the support, we can help them get that. And, you know, you hear about all those people. You hear about, uh, you know, Carl, Kentucky Fried Chicken Carl Sanders, you know, who was rejected all these many, many times and then finally made it at 65. But it is, it is, you can get weary when you really want something and it's not coming. And you can start to lose confidence. You can start to feel that, you know, the other people are getting it because they're stronger than you or they're better than you. And don't you think it's all about you just really developing that strong inner core where you just really believe it? Well, and I think that is really important. And, you know, but, but also if, if you, you know, I, I, at some levels I really believe things for myself too. At the same time, even with that, I lose the faith myself. Mm-hmm. What I've had to do is really solicit vision keepers for me. Mm-hmm. And I go to people and I have to remind me, like, no, you can do it. Remember what you've done. Or have people reflect back to me how they see me. Because I don't always see me as other people see me. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. It's just, you know, this is really mm-hmm. true. And I, was, I was leading a workshop this weekend. And one of the things I saw that was happening very beautifully is that people were giving feedback to each other about what other people were capable of, you know, really seeing that one another and helping them keep their spark alive. I think that's, that's probably the, one of the most important things is to keep keep the faith, you know, to keep the spark or to find the spark or to have other people help you fan it. I, think it. I don't think any of us can do that on our own. I can't. Thank God for my husband and my friends and all the people around me. And I, and I certainly hope that I'm doing that for them as well, is that we really do deserve magnificent lives. All of us have more gifts than we're aware of. There's more possibilities, and we need people around us to remind us of that, encourage us toward that, yeah. and also to tell us the truth about where we're limiting that for ourselves. All right, Judith, in the couple of minutes we have left, I want you to give listeners sort of your points of if they get one thing out of this program on soft addictions, whether they're watching too much TV, they're complaining too much, they're shopping too much, whatever it is that they're doing that they can't seem to control that we call a soft addiction, what would be your capsule advice? All right. One is to admit that you do have those soft addictions and they're robbing you and you deserve something better. And to start by adding things to your life that really do does nourish your, your soul. Add in some, you know, beauty, have flowers at your desk, you know, listen to beautiful mm. music, uh, make a lunch date with your friends, that you deserve those kinds of, you know, wondrous things in your life and that you can overcome these soft addictions. I mean, I have. Thousands and thousands of people have. It's not, it's, yeah, it takes some work, it takes some skill, but I know how to do that. I've done it. And, you know, and, and I want people to have that kind of faith that they can do that too. And the skills are all in, there must be more than this in soft addictions. So they can email us. They can call. We've got Yes, and let's see the website. The website is judithwright.com. Correct. W-R-I-G-H-T dot com. And if they want, they can call toll-free. It's 1-866-MORE-U, M-R-E-Y-O-U. Wonderful. Judith, stay on the line. Thank you so much for being on the program. It's wonderful. My guest has been Judith Wright. She's the author of Addiction, Soft Addiction Solutions, and there must be more than this. So we all have soft addiction, so whatever it is, whether it's too much TV or too much Internet or too much whatever, um, take a look at her website, which is judithwright.com. And Judith Wright is an internationally known speaker and educator and life coach, and she, um, she not only is that, but she also has traveled all over the world speaking, and she has a center that she's developed with her husband, and she's been on many television and radio programs. Thanks again, Judith. Thank you. 
All right. Next week, I want to tell you about next week's guest. And as soon as I find my sheet, folks, I've got so excited about Judith that <laughs> I misplaced it, but I found it. Next week, we are going to talk to Paul Kibble, who's an activist, trainer, writer, and violence education preventer. Um, and he works into prevention of violence, and his book is, You Call This a Democracy, Who Benefits, Who Pays, and Who Decides. And it's positive, because he's going to want to talk about how we can build community, how we can work together and really have a community. All right, folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned each week. We are on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can also log on to raskinresources.com and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, and you can listen to the archive shows. Until next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or raskinresources.com, or I can write you back online. Until then, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a wonderful day. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.